Hi, good afternoon. I have Mayank with me, who is the founder and CEO of Money Hub. It's a it's a fintech organization, and and we are trying to ask a lot of financial technology questions from Mayank today. Mayank, in your bio, you said you're launching a neo bank. Now, first and foremost, what is neo bank? And lot has been said, a lot of monies are getting into neo bank. So, if you could tell us what is neo bank? Sure. So uh, uh, yeah, I appreciate Rohit that there's a, a lot of chatter about about neo bank. So you know, from the if you look at the dictionary definition of neo neo, uh, it, it 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 resonates with uh, uh, new. It resonates with recent, modern, and the usage of the word neo we've seen used in different contexts other than the banking industry for a very long time. Right? We've seen neo Darwinism, wherein the students of Charles Darwin were propagating. Uh, the evolution theory in a new or a modern sense, or uh, a Neolithic, which in the anthropological standpoint was the last uh, Stone Age or the most recent Stone Age, right? Uh, so the coinage of the word neo bank we've kind of seen in play from around 2012-13, where we saw the first wave of um, neo banks or challenger banks that were being introduced in Europe. We had N26 in Germany. We had Atom, Starling, Monzo in the UK. We had Chime in US. We had a few South American ones as Walla in Argentina and New Bank in 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 Brazil. And the the concept uh, of Neo Bank essentially is 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 uh, a bank which is trying to use technology to provide a better uh, customer experience to a tech savvy population, wherein uh, they 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 would typically pick up. Uh, uh, they're typically branchless, the mobile first digital banking solution, and they would pick up um, a few specific use cases, right? It could be uh, uh, is easy account opening, it could be a cost effective currency exchange or lending, and try to solve that problem uh, deeply. And then once they have some traction on that, they would probably uh, branch out and, and and do a bunch of other financial services. But in in, in essence, this is what uh, Neo Bank uh, stands for. Right. So essentially, a bank which tries to solve a particular problem, and and in a digital first environment. That's correct. That's correct. And and are the ta- target audiences also very specified in that sense of you know it is only aimed at let's say an eighteen to twenty four or it cuts across. It depends. It depends upon. Uh, uh, you know, by the very definition, of course, the younger population is much more digitally savvy. So a lot of banks have tried uh, as a target audience to be the millennials or the Gen Zs of the world. But nevertheless, we have seen uh, neo banks also in the MSME space, right? Which is to say that we are trying to provide a better banking solution for small and uh, medium-sized businesses. Uh, or we've seen Starling in the UK, uh, which hasn't really gone on the lower end of the food chain and tried to cater to. Uh, uh, Millennials or Gen Z, but has has said that I want a stronger customer base, which can store a bit more money, and hence their target base has been kind of uh, mid thirties to mid forties, so to speak. Right. So it really depends upon what target market you're trying to go after. But of course, irrespective of the target market, they have to be digitally savvy to consume your services. That, that's true. Awesome. And and what's your play? What what is Money Hop trying to do? Why are you calling yourself a cross country cross? Cross border, cross border yeah. neo bank. 
what, yeah. what's the play there sure sure so uh, what we are essentially trying to do uh, uh, at and uh, and money hub is we try to provide uh, a digital platform a mobile first platform to enable indians to send and spend conveniently and economically across the globe right so what that means is that you know by the very definition of cross border it involves a banking service which is between two nations right that could be used remitting money from one place to another that could be exchanging one currency to another to be able to spend in a different jurisdiction or for that matter being able to avail banking services in a jurisdiction other than where you are uh, a resident of right so you know from my personal experience having lived in london for for 10 12 years and and seen uh, the cross border space uh, quite closely we understood that uh, uh, the the banking solution in uh, cross border banking solution for indian indian was kind of stuck in a rut it was being run by large public sector banks which had a very branch based in person uh, paper intensive and a, a non transparent way of dealing with cross border transactions uh, and and we are seeing huge volumes around this i mean we're talking about 25 30 billion dollars being remitted under lrs uh, from india outbound we're seeing about 25 30 million indians pre covid traveling year on year and they had to resort to these services uh, which were substandard in some capacity and so what we are trying to do is that we want to enable these younger generation or new age millennials uh, to be truly global citizens uh, uh, in, in from a financial standpoint wherein they can uh, travel the world live in different parts across the globe you know uh, they value instant gratification convenience and transparency over everything else and we want to provide a solution which they can use not just in india but no matter where they are across the globe and we do this using the uh, hop app and a card solution wherein you download the app you're digitally onboarded and instantly issued a multi currency bank account and this is an inr savings bank account with several foreign currency wallets linked to it the application enables you to do 0% markup uh, currency exchange by clicking a few buttons on the application and the card is an amalgamation of an fx and a debit card right so you can use the card in india like you would do a normal debit card but also when you travel abroad you can spend as a local would and one last bit this this application also enables you to remit money uh, digitally uh, why uh, from the palm of your hand um, uh, in an entirely paperless manner in under 3 minutes right so you can do an international remittance like you would do an nft transfer in india right so that's kind of the idea awesome i mean and and that's one of the biggest pain points i believe of international remittance for now the kind of amount of time it takes and amount of yeah. on a paperwork it takes and and where are you in the journey of money hub so you've already started you you're in the process are you are you testing the water so far what are, where are you sure so we what we did is that you know of course we were hit by covid uh, last year we started out in december 2019 uh, so we very quickly understood in march last year that for at least a year uh, tra- uh, travel was not going to happen which was one of our primary markets so we kind of sw- switched gears and we uh, launched the remittance services before the card and application service so we have hop remit which is live uh, uh, in the market uh, and we've seen about uh, uh, 750000 dollars of transaction happen through the platform. 
platform in the last uh, five, six weeks that we've been live. So really seeing good traction and people appreciative of the transparency and the digital nature of it. On the card application and, and um, uh, on the card press application side, we are in a close user group. We've gotten all the partnerships and all the uh, um, you know uh, arrangements done. We uh, we're testing the application out, and we should be we're very primely positioned to launch the card uh, uh, next month um, because we certainly feel that travel is opening up. You know, the UK, US, Europe is opening up the borders, and people are going to be like, put me in a plane to anywhere, right? And we feel that um, we are primely positioned to capture that market. Uh, be it students, be it leisure travel, be it corporate travel, and we we already have about six seven thousand uh, uh, waitlist candidates who are eager to consume our services as a, as soon as we go to the market. So that's where we are at. And very you know a uh, 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 fundamental question, and you can ignore my lack of understanding of your bank, but. are these are there two banks involved uh, so how does how how are you using which bank api are you you know primarily riding upon indian bank or a or a uk bank how 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 does this tech work not not the tech but how does this functionality work sure sure so see uh, in different parts across the globe it works differently so for example in the uk uh, there is a lightweight banking license which is called e money license which the bank of england issues uh, so a lot of these new age the fintech companies including neo banks have been riding on on that license however in india we don't have the ability to to uh, obtain these e money license so you know uh, mr sharad sharma of i spirit puts it very well wherein he says that there is a three layer structure to offer a financial service in india at the bottom end of the of the, of the pyramid you have public infrastructure such as upi aadhar and bci and stuff like that on top of that you have these ad1 or authorized dealer one licensed banks uh there are about 87 of these which have been granted issues by RBI on top of that we kind of uh, uh people like myself work with the collaboration of these two uh to offer uh banking uh, products wherein we add uh, a lot of value to to the bank by by efficiently acquiring customers by providing a platform to cross sell by providing better user experience however uh the the user has the comfort or the security of the bank and the agility of a fintech if you like it right so they are getting the best of both worlds and the bank also benefits because they get more casa balances or more accounts open and more exposure so to so to speak so that's how it kind of is happening in india and man uh you know who owns the audiences so for an example if you are riding uh, a hypothetically an hdfc bank and you are building your neo bank so so and and i tomorrow join a money hop so mm-hmm. am am i the money hop customer or a or a hdfc bank so who owns the customer base here sure so see different fintechs have different arrangements with different banks but typically the way it kind of works is that uh, the 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 customer uh, it uh, the way we've seen it evolve is that the customer is procured by the fintech uh has to be uh, kind of so to speak serviced by uh, by the bank uh, there's so there's an ambiguity as to the ownership of 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 the of the customer itself but it's been serviced by the fintech and of course there'll be some sort of a commercial agreement between the two parties is to say that if any cross selling happens to this customer uh, since it was procured by the fintech the fintech in some capacity uh, should be compensated for it but you know different arrangements uh, between fintechs and, and banks uh, would decide uh, how this commercials really work so a lot of ambiguity for now 
well there is there is some ambiguity but ultimately see everybody benefits from this partnership right so the bank never had this customer uh, if the fintech wasn't going to procure it right so uh, so obviously uh, fintech was introduced but let's say if if the bank happens to cross sell a uh, uh, house loan which is going to go for 20 25 years maybe in that capacity you know fintech can't be expecting to be compensated for the next 25 years maybe there's a lump sum payment or or, or sorts that that get happens and then you know that it's not annuity per se right so i think different kind of products will have a different uh, term or tenure over which um, uh, a part of fintech expects to be compensated but the the core business offering uh, uh, for which the customer was acquired will certainly uh, 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 the fintech will expect to be compensated for right right so you know mayank uh, and and you're a you're a foremost player in the fintech technology what makes fintech so hot i mean lot of dollars have gotten into lot of dollars are getting into what are the three reasons that fintech is the perhaps the hottest investment destination i mean the amount of yeah. money that our big guys have raised here in india the paytms of the world what makes fintech so hot so i i think uh, i think we'll have to think about it a bit more fundamentally right so if you think about uh, um, investments in fintech uh, uh, the 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 economic welfare of any country uh, will have to evaluate it from a top down approach which is to say what is the socio economic structure uh, what is the consumer base looking like what is the geopolitical angle and so on and so forth right uh, so india by from the onset is is one of the largest consuming economies of the world where we we have about 1.3 billion people and these guys need to be fed uh, they'll clothe themselves they'll move around uh, you know they'll entertain themselves and each of these uh, activities has uh, uh, an element of money exchange that is happening against a service or a product right so by the very definition of a well functioning economy uh, a smooth functioning of the financial ecosystem is a must right on top of that india is still in its in its nascent stage of fintech inclusion or financial inclusion rather and we're talking about 100 to 200 million people who are still unbanked and underbanked right in comparison say this is two third of the us population now now that's kind of this on the scale side so the second point to think about here is the fact that be it on the consumer retail consumer side or on the corporate side um, the financial services was being provided by these incumbent players and for the longest time they were fairly shielded and protected uh, because the barrier to entry was very high and that was the regulatory licensing right so they didn't necessarily feel the heat of a lot of challenges um, uh, and hence didn't necessarily invest a lot of money to innovate or or go through the digital tra- transformation but in the last few years or 10 odd years we've seen fintechs kind of uh, nibble away small and small bits and pieces of market share so much so that revolut and and monzo of the world have 30 40% market share collectively in the uk retail market right so so now we're seeing when the challenges is happening uh, uh, the 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 fintech the, the incumbent players are getting a bit worried and the last point i would highlight is the fact that technology by itself has massively moved leaps and bounds right so earlier if you were to roll out a, a solution any software solution be it fintech or any other any other uh, market you needed to have a large premise you would set up 
stacks of server and you had an army to run around it to manage it uh, launch a product and you didn't know if that was going to work or not right so the the again the barrier to entry was high and people didn't want to take that risk right but now with the cloud computing and other technology you can roll out a product for a, a couple of thousands of dollars in a month or so and you can fail quickly right you can experiment and reiterate so i think a combination of these few things that i've highlighted has resulted into fintech being an uh, important investment opportunity for vcs and we've seen that over and over again with stripe with revolut with transferwise uh, with played uh, you know uh, payneer uh, you know so we're seeing a lot of money uh, being attracted because of these reasons and also some of the fintechs have returned so vcs don't want to miss out and what's your take on indian fintech ecosystem you've been I mean, I would not want to call you as an outsider, but you've been observing from maybe London market. How how's how's India faring up there? India has to be one of the hardest sectors. I mean, how much ever cliche it might sound, uh, uh, the reason that having lived in, in in London and worked for Merrill's and Jefferies for close to a decade, I've decided to venture in the Indian market is because I truly feel that for the next decade or so, it's going to be for in terms of financial services, it's going to be an Indian decade, right? Uh, because uh, because you know in India uh, uh, with the privatization that happened in the 60s and 70s of the banks and stuff, the large market share is still with the banks uh, with the public sector. Banks, right, um, and 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 I think there is a, uh, with all due respect uh, uh, to, to 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 financial institutions, I think there is a, a a little bit lack of innovation and accountability and ownership in terms of providing a better user experience. Stuff gets done in India, right, but the user experience and uh, the transparency. Uh, it's still not there right uh, so i think there's a huge ground that that needs to be covered uh, in terms of both finance uh, both financial inclusion be distribution of credit be providing better services be transparency uh, and you'll see not just core fintech companies evolve but also embedded finance right which is to say that you have a core offering and then you you add a, a fintech service on top of that uh, to 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 a value add on top of that I, i think a combination of these will result into uh, financial services being one of the hottest sector in the next at least 5 to 10 years in india right yeah so thank you mayank let's kind of keep it short and simple and we look forward to interact you more often than this sure absolutely lovely uh, uh, being here rohit thanks for having me on board thank and you, good conversation thanks sure. bye